Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is the best of two pros and a couple Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So, LeVar Arrington, we do have yeah. uh, a mm-hmm. little bit of good news for you here. Yep. What uh, is it? Let me get that because I got to make sure I set this up correctly. Tell me. Because I don't want to disrespect the author of this and okay. the creator of this. Tell me what it is. There's a brand new Twitter account that's been created involving a member of the show. Oh, no. What is it? It's called LeVar Islands. I mean. At LeVar underscore Islands 11. It, it seems would you, relevant. Would you like to hear the description of this new Twitter account? Yeah, man. One drink, 11 ingredients, nothing artificial. <laughs> and the location, Monmouth, Illinois. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, wow. It really is just uh, just tremendous, and the reason <laughs> the reason I found this out, the first tweet from Lavar Islands, and for those of you that are new to the show, um, Lavar's a big fan of Long Islands. We just call them Lavar Islands. It's yeah. different than Long Island iced tea. I'm gonna get some Lavar Islands today, baby. So uh, the first tweet, I, I missed this. This was back in on May 22nd. The first tweet from Lavar Islands was a picture of you and Dale Lindsay, mm. and the tweet said, "Throwback to Coach Lindsay and Hammer." discussing the perfect Long Island recipe. The rest is history, and they are still great friends to this day. So yeah, there's, that's there was so, that. That's such an inaccurate depiction. <laughs> but I love this. I'm going to follow you back. Is it you, Jonas? No, it's, what? No, it's not me. Oh. Um, the, uh, the tweet that was sent earlier this morning was... Over under five Long Islands at two ten in the Valley for Lavar Arrington? Question mark. So, you know the Long Islands at two ten are pretty. They're they're tall. Yeah, they're, they're big. Like you're you're going to get hit. 
upside your head. Say, oops, upside your head. Say, oops, upside your head. Come on. You start singing that song after one. After one. I would say it's safe to take the under on five with two tens. Now, at a normal place. So, I went to my – I went to Pickles yesterday. I was at Bill Pickles. And I what had some pickles? wings. Shots out to Bill Pickles. Um, I had some wings and some fries there on my way walking back to, to my hotel. Um, shots out to my people at the Hyatt. My man, uh, KJ, t- takes good care of, care of me while I'm there. Um, and Pause. Not like that, but in terms of my accommodations. Uh, and – and, and and so I had three, I had three strong islands yesterday, and I had two pineapple and tequilas last night All as right. well, and that was at the Spikes baseball game, and what that up, was Spikes? only because. I did not go to the bar. I, I didn't leave the suite. Uh, I just had a drink. What they had in the, in the suite, and they had some tequila and they had some uh, and some pineapple juice. You know, so that'll get it. You know, done. I forgot to shout out my man Pat Kraft. By the way, you what know up, who's Pat the Kraft? AD. He's the AD here, man. Former linebacker played. Um, I want to say played at Indiana. Uh, but it could have been Rutgers. I think it's Indiana. Um, super dope dude, man. So it's just been really good being here in State College. But um, I only had three Long Islands yesterday, by the way. that yeah. That's the point of the story. So, But shots out to uh, LeVar Islands, man. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> – I'm sitting here. I just followed you. So, shots out to you for showing so much love and appreciate you, uh, you know – Getting getting with the whole <laughs> Lavar. I mean, I feel like there's something there. You know, Lavar Allen's will maybe you know maybe it'll turn into something. It could be. Could yeah, be. There you go. Feels like it's another business know. venture. You never know. You're right. I really do enjoy them, though. I will say that. But at least I get my work in before I get going, Jonas. Got you to. know, got to get the work done before the play. That's um, right. Now here's the the work that's getting done later on tonight. Uh, the NBA okay. draft okay. is going to take place. Uh, you're going. I mean, it's it's the worst kept secret in the world. Uh, Wemby's going number one overall. All right. So uh, Victor Wembanyama, the the uh, stud center from France. He's going to be the slam dunk at number one. Uh, and then it looks like probably. He can dunk without jumping, right? Which is weird. Yeah. Like, it's it's just weird. But, yes, he can do that. A great talent, great prospects. So he's going to go to the Spurs. And then the speculation is Brandon Miller of Alabama could go at number two. There's also Scoot Henderson, who's a G League prospect, who may be in the mix at number two. But that's where we stand when it comes to the NBA draft. And then, obviously, we talked about earlier the big trade in the NBA last night, the three-team deal uh, that fell through earlier in the day involving the Clippers, the Wizards, and the Celtics involving Malcolm Brogdon and Chris stop Porzingis uh it eventually got done later on in the evening but it was the Memphis Grizzlies involved and Memphis receives Marcus Smart the Celtics get Kristaps Porzingis and then uh, Tyus Jones is on his way to the Washington Wizards so it feels like a win for Memphis Boston it's a wait and see Porzingis is a great talent had a great year they're getting two first round picks as well too but it feels like there's another move to be made for the Boston Celtics because now they've got to identify who they're point guard's going to be moving forward because that was Marcus Smart's role and now he's gone. But it does bring up this that I want to kind of throw at you. And you being a college football Hall of Famer, I think you would be, you would have you would have firsthand knowledge of all this. Okay. When you see 
where we're at with the NBA draft coming up later on, and we had a big time dra- trade last night involving draft picks and things like that. And you know, th- a lot of this stuff is noteworthy for the NBA. When you see the difference between the coverage and the excitement and anticipation between the NBA draft and the NFL draft, to me, it just says one thing. What? This is how great college football is. Hmm. Because the reason why the NFL draft is so successful is because of the coverage of college football, the excitement of college football, and knowing all of those players who are now vying to be top draft picks in the NFL, you've seen their body of work over the last three, four years in college football. And because of that coverage, because of how exciting that sport has gotten and how exciting that sport is in the fact that it's the number two sport behind the NFL, I think that's what's lacking when it comes to the NBA. It's not not the most original thing in the world to say, well, we don't know who some of these players are. That's why we're not familiar with them when it comes to the NBA. But it does highlight the fact that college football has done so well and is is, is put on a, a platform and been so successful. I think that's what drives the interest when it comes to the NFL and the NFL draft that we don't see in the NBA. Uh... I mean, I think that's a uh, strong theory. That's a that's a. I mean, I wouldn't say I disagree with that. I, I, I do think that you get an opportunity to get to know um, players a little bit better um, in college because you are um, contractually obligated to put in three years um, at at the college level. And depending on what what team you're playing on and what what conference you're playing in, people get to to know you very well. I mean, during my career, you you, you asked me from experience, people definitely got an opportunity to get to know me um, over the three years time that that I was was in state college. So it it is a little different with basketball i think now basketball you do have to stay what one year now i think it is is it one year yeah i mean you can do the g league route like scoot henderson did um, right but but if you go to college it is like one year correct yeah 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 so i mean i do think that there is a level of obscurity that's connected to some of these players but i will say this to somebody who is a basketball purist, a basketball fan, a basketball um, enthusiast, they know in basketball culture, it, it, this is this is like super exciting, and 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 they are excited about the draft, and they are excited about figuring out where guys from overseas and G League where they're going to to end up going to play. Wouldn't- I just think mainstream. When when you when you speak mainstream, I just think that it just comes down to the popularity of, and this might sound crazy, but I think it's the popularity of the programming, Jonas. I don't even like. I, I, I'm not even going to say it's the popularity of football. I think it's the popularity of the programming surrounding it. I, I see. I think, and you talk about obscurity. And look, there are people that feel passionate about certain things that, from on a national level, just aren't as exciting to others. Like, look, Alexander Volkanovsky may be the best pound for pound MMA fighter on the planet. He's unbelievable. He fights in the UFC. 
I know that because I love watching the UFC, but to a lot of people that may not resonate or generate the, the sort of eyeballs and attention that would come along with one of the greats in their sport in another sport. Sure. I think there's there's such a gap between the NFL and college football and every other sport that that's part of the disconnect when it comes to the draft in the NBA in comparison to the NFL. I, I think all they've done, the NFL and college football, over the past few years is separate themselves even more. And it feels like the divide's getting greater and greater. Like, I just, we've talked, I mean, you've been to some of these games live now, man. Like, even now you go to a college football game live, there's a different buzz there. There was, it was always a great atmosphere, but there's something different about it. You watch college football on television, there's something different about it, whether it's big noon kickoff or you've got game day and all this. There just feels like we've wrapped our arms around the idea that, all right, here are your A, here are your 1 and 1A, one and then we've got a bunch of Bs and Cs b- below that. And that's why I feel like you don't get necessarily enough of the buzz or as much of the buzz when it comes to... I mean, look, Victor Wambanyama is one of the great prospects of all time, according to everybody who's discussed it. Man, are, are you going to tell me there was as much buzz for, Victor, for, for Wemby as there was Bryce Young or, or C.J. Stroud coming up in this draft? Not even close. Like, not even close. This is one of the great prospects, of, reportedly, of all time. I just think the gap between the NFL and college football has really shown itself, and I think it's getting wider and wider each year. It's, it's interesting because stars in basketball are more celebrity like more movie star like than celebrity or stars in football. Yeah. Strange. You know, basketball players are ch- treated differently um in public than football players. They're more popular, more recognizable. And some would say, "Oh, it's cuz they don't have equipment on, they don't wear helmets, da 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 this that, and other." So what? A star is a star. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of like you you look at some of these these drivers and NASCAR stuff like that. They become superstars. Uh, Jeff Gordon, uh, you know, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Like it, it's like these like superstars become superstars. It doesn't matter if they're they're covered up or not. So one of the most interesting kind of phenomenons to me is how popular f- football spectacles are. But but it's really in reality. It's it's actually the shield or the brand that actually seems to resonate more. Yeah. So if I would say anything as it applies to the National Football League or college football, it's the pageantry. It's the the entertainment. It's the it's the connection points. I think the, the way you connect as a football fan is different than any other sport. And being able to come into a place where you're a dot, you're literally so far away from the field, you are a dot from the football field. But the people around you see your face and you see their face. And somebody that you wouldn't say one word to any other day of the week, um, a person that you would clutch your purse or – Hit your alarm on your car. That's probably cheaper than the person's car that you're locking your car and turning your alarm on for. You would be nervous about them. You would be scared of them. You would be, you know, apprehensive about, you know, touch points, cross the street, walk on a different 
part of the, uh, the sidewalks, jaywalking even, just to get out of the way. That's the same person you're high-fiving and hugging during the course of this game. I've seen people end up falling in love that come from very, very different places, but the spectacle of football, the pageantry, the the family environment, the come-togetherness of what cheering for your team represents, it, it supersedes all of those things. It supersedes race. It supersedes economic status. It it just it, – nothing else matters except the team. And while some will argue, like, it's like that for basketball. It's like that for other sports. Sure it is. It's just not the same. It, so, uh, example. It's just not the same. The NBA Finals, that's the peak of the NBA. That's the, I mean, you could take a game seven of the NBA Finals, and it doesn't matter where it's at. And if you were to just, for example, do game seven of the NBA Finals versus Penn State hosting UMass coming up in October in front of 106,000 people in what's probably going to be a wipeout. And you cannot tell me that the atmosphere at Penn State at University Park wouldn't be greater than what the NBA final game seven would be like in, a, in an overtime situation. There's just an atmosphere and a vibe that comes with football, even even at, at a game that's a complete mismatch like that against the highest high of the NBA and what the NBA can offer. You can't even you, I don't even think you can compare the two. Not even close. Like just the vibe and the buzz inside that stadium, 106,000 people in a blowout against a game seven in the NBA in front of 18, 20,000 people. I just, I don't even think it's comparable. I think, I think Penn State, UMass, and anybody out there that wants to dispute that, okay, try it on. You know, go, go to both those games and tell me, tell me which one works best for you. Hmm. I just, I just think college football and the NFL is, it just completely separated itself from everything else. So, yeah, I mean, I don't. It's. Just, I mean, the, the proof is in in the pudding. I mean, it's that's you ain't said no lies. By the way, one hundred six thousand people. That is crazy. It's is it, more than that, isn't it? I think it's like one hundred six uh, five seventy or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of damn people. That's uh, Penn State. Yeah, we are. Damn right. That's right, baby. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best
festival friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. So, LeVar Arrington, the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, are getting ready for another season. This is uh, another season. Uh, well, not not. I mean, who knows? Possibly. Oh, oh. I, I mean, mean, maybe literally, not not figuratively. Yeah, uh, maybe figuratively, not literally. It could be. And the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> who prepare themselves for this season in a division where they've got two other teams that made the playoffs last year, one of which was in a Super Bowl and nearly won the damn thing. Uh, they are getting ready for this next year. There's been some changes there. They've added some pieces. Zeke is gone, but Dak Prescott. Scott was speaking uh, on local Dallas radio on the ticket there and okay, was local and, Dallas yeah, radio just just you know, talking talking you know and was very optimistic about Ticketeer. the Cowboys and and what they've done over the past couple of years so let's take yep. a listen to these okay. ca- Cowboys QB all right a thousand percent it feels different um, you're able to take now two 12 win seasons over into this one and build and first time I, in my career I can say I felt like consecutive seasons are building where going back to 21 we've been able to build we built that year and then now we can build again and I think that's the best re- real chance that you have of making it. You, you've got to go give it knocks. You've got to see what it feels like. And us having that now, uh, you feel a lot more comfortable. You're excited about the details, the changes that we've had on the offense and just the team. And I'm um, looking forward to it with a lot of excitement. Now, for the Cowboy fans and Cowboy haters out there, this might come as a surprise. Only the Kansas City Chiefs have more wins over the last two seasons than the Dallas Cowboys. So to his point, back-to-back 12-win seasons – that puts you in rarefied air. The problem is when you look at the teams that have won the most over the past two years, there seems to be a clear divide between the Cowboys and everybody else because the company they keep in back-to-back successful seasons are the Chiefs who've got 26 wins over the past couple of years. Then you've got the Bills, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Bengals. And I don't know about you, LeVar Arrington, but it feels like there's a clear difference between the Cowboys and the rest of those teams. Those teams feel like legitimate Super Bowl contenders, and the Cowboys feel like they need some things to go their way in order to make it happen. I think they all need some things to go their way to to make it happen. I think the NFC is, as we've had in prior uh, conversations, I think it's the most vulnerable of of uh, divisions um that that exists 
and or conference is a conference the conference um I, I think the conference is is just up for grabs uh, we can say that it's philadelphia's to take and they have done everything the right way to have you feeling this way they they have all the same players pretty much in place they've added new players they're they're on rookie contracts so you have a little bit of time before you have to think about what you're going to do with some of these guys that you have on your team but let's be clear here they took that major step forward last year there's no real established correlation that that Philadelphia will be this type of team moving on here on out. No one in the NFC has established that they are a superpower that, you know, this is just what it is. It's them and everyone else. They looked impressive. They had a very, very, very productive year. They made it to the Super Bowl. Could have won the Super Bowl. They were very much in the game. And and that was against a very, very, very good, uh, some would say the best team in the NFL right now, uh, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, and not to mention one of the greatest coaches to ever coach in the National Football League. But outside of of saying that they look to be the best team in the NFC, I don't think that you you can say definitively that anyone has established that they are the beast within the conference. Like if you go through the NFC North, who is it? Who is it? Oh, I mean, I mean, the nobody, ju- the juggernaut that is a Detroit Lions. Come on, nobody, now. nobody. Wait, you mean to you tell go- me the NFL is opening up their season with the Detroit Lions, and you're going to disrespect them and say they're not a legitimate team after you no, call? I'm you not called, You called a Lions game two years ago, Lavar Arrington, I in did. Cleveland. Anzalone, I had him when he was in high school. Hey, listen, hey, hey, no, I had that didn't sound right, Paul. Uh, I I coached him at the Under Armour. I coached him. I I coached him in the Under Armour All American game. Hey, all right, there we go. Let me clear that because <laughs> that did not sound right. You're wrong, man. All. You know you got to think about things differently where I'm sitting right now. You know you got to word things properly. You're uh, wrong, man. <laughs> you better wear your vest all day long. <laughs> Wait, leak, 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 All leak. the time I done hooked you up and you gonna say something like that. The part on the players club where <laughs> Bernie Mac is saying to the cop, you better wear your bulletproof vest all day. All MF all day. God dang day. You fat mother! <laughs> By the way, for those wondering, that uh, the the clip in the open where it says, "Who's he talking to like that?" Talking to yo ass. It's from That's that scene in the Players Club. club. Yeah. So we yeah. always laugh about that. But um, yeah, but I being. just don't. I don't look at like I, I I look at a lot of teams have the opportunity to take it, and and listen. What 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 Dak Prescott is saying is a hundred percent spot on. You know what would be the best thing for the National Football League to take place? Honestly, on everything, and people may like it, people may not like it. The best thing that could ever happen to the NFL is if Dallas actually lives up to the hype one of these years. I, I agreed. 
Totally agree. In fact, lives up to the hype, gets to the Super Bowl, and loses on a last-second field goal. That would that would that would make everybody's day because Cowboy fans would be distraught and Cowboy haters, and there's plenty of them. You've been accused of being one of those, LeVar Arrington. I'm not uh, a Cowboy hater. I, I, listen, I feel like I've been more optimistic on the Cowboys than you and Brady Quinn have been over the past couple of I'm years. I'm just realistic. You know what I mean? I'm just realistic. And have we been wrong? No. no. I, I just I feel like look if you want my true opinion I feel like we've seen the best of what Dallas this group this personnel has to offer this feels like the make or break year this this is the one I just feel like we've seen yeah but that's every year we yeah. say that it's every year we say that for the Dallas Cowboys again I will say this and I repeat what Dak said in his in his uh, soundbite that we played sounds spot on. It 100% sounds spot on. I think it makes a ton of sense. And to be that optimistic this year is probably the – this is probably the most feasible to feel that way and not look at it and be like, nope, you got to deal with the Rams. Nope, you got to deal with the 49ers. Nope, you got to deal with Philly in your division. Nope, can't do it. Like, this is not – I don't get that feeling. So, to feel so optimistic where – and here's the thing. We don't know what type of play caller uh, – McCarthy is going to be for this team, but we do know that he has a proven track record of being successful in that role. So to me, maybe the excitement of having that take place so far and what that feels like, maybe Kellen Moore was, was holding them back. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe there were elements of of what they had going on. I mean, they corrected it with their defense. In a matter of a year, Jonas, they bring in Dan Quinn, and the defense becomes the reason why this team was good. But if you think about it, before Dan Quinn came, it was the offense that was the reason why Dallas was pretty competitive. Then all of a sudden, the offense becomes the the liability and the defense becomes the, the, the strong point. So if the offense has a way of becoming an asset again and is competing to be the main asset of the team, then now you have a balance. You have a healthy balance because that defense is going to be formidable. 100% 100% formidable. Yeah. So you can't just look at them and be like, ah, scrubs, like, ah, oh, this is Dallas. Like, do I feel like we've seen the best of this group? I said yes. Could I 100% be incorrect? I certainly could be. And that's why you love the game. If if prognosticators were 100% correct when they say what they say and it's 100% all the time, what do you need to watch for? Right, I oh, LeVar said they're going to suck. I'm not watching Let me them. tell you something. If I was right all the time, I wouldn't be doing radio. I'd be uh, a, a here, hey, better. bro, that's you ain't lying. Like, <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> So I, <laughs> that I, makes two of us, but I, not because of sports betting. That's other thing. I would agree. I think that's why the NFC is interesting because everything's up in the air. I just, I, I think if you're a Cowboys fan, at a, at a certain point you got to curb your expectations and just be like, yeah. 
Let, let's let's slow down. Why don't we baby steps? How about you just get past the second round of the playoffs? You know? And yeah, but it's Super like, Bowl. oh, yeah. Like, hey, listen, world. I'm Dak Prescott. Yeah, I appreciate y'all tuning in and listening to the things I have to say at this press conference. So what I really think about this is, you know what? It would be really, really nice for us to have, like, a good regular season, like positive regular season, and make it to the playoffs. And then, you know what? At least make it to the second round. I'm, I would love for us to make it to the second see, round. See, that's the type of honesty we could use in the world of sports. If, that's what, said, if that's what he's thinking and that's where they end up, um, I, I just I, I think that he's shortchanging himself as as a competitor. You can't be an ultra competitor, the ultimate competitor saying, yeah, second round is good. I just want us to make it to the second. Hell, I was at a point where I just wanted us to be above 500 when I was in the league. <laughs> I'm not going out in a, in a press conference saying, hey, everybody, look, LeVar Arrington here. Look, I, I just want to be realistic with you guys, our, our fans, the media. We just want to make it to 500. And then you know what? At some point, if we could actually get above 500, that would be amazing. Like, what that's did some, this man just say? That's some great honesty right there, though. You know, that's least... <laughs> BS. And everybody listening is like, he's a loser. What an average guy. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from five to seven Eastern, two to four Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rocking dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun humor and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Right now, we turn over to our guy, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Al, what's happening? How are we feeling on a Thursday? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? We're good. Wonderful. We're trying to figure out. So the NFL comes out with the six rules involving the gambling policy, and and it just yep. now they're sending people to to camps all over the league. And was this stuff not addressed earlier in the process, or are they are they just now getting around to it and realizing we've got ourselves an issue, or is there really? A, and I think you've alluded to this. Yeah. The potential there are some big names that are still out there to come out, and the NFL is trying to get ahead of all this stuff. Well, that's certainly part of it. Like that, uh, I the, that they're investigating some other people, and um, you know, obviously they got the Lions guys. I think there's potential for more from the Lions and. Um, you know, I think what they're really getting ahead of here, guys, is what's been a pretty common complaint that I've heard among agents and players that the NFL was unclear about the rules, right? Like, so the feeling had been that they hadn't clearly communicated the rules, not about the gambling on NFL games, but that's self-explanatory. You're an idiot. If you don't understand, you can't gamble on NFL games. But it was like the like gambling on – the non-NFL games, gambling on horse racing, gambling on NBA games, gambling on college basketball. Um, a lot of agents and players felt like the NFL wasn't very clear on what the rules were there, which led to a bunch of players stubbing their toe in that area. And I think what you're seeing now is they're sort of overcorrecting the problem, right? Like where they're saying, okay, well, now that everybody's complaining about that, we're going to be we're going to be abundantly clear about what all the rules are. And we are going to inform the media. We are going to inform the public. We're going to let everybody know what the rules are. And we're going to take that gray area away. So I think that's sort of what you've seen over the last couple of weeks. A.B., did you have any follow-ups to that, Jonas? No. All right. A.B., I want to ask you, we've been having conversations about the NFC uh, quite a bit on this show is there any team that you see in the NFC that should clearly and far away be stated as they are the creme de la creme? And I, and I asked this question with this, this in mind. Yeah. How, how long has Philly been good for? And, and, and who else in the NFC should be, you know, deserving of being considered an elite competitive team? I think, yeah, I mean, Philly's like the obvious one. And I think, you know, what they've done is pretty sustainable just because they're built through the lines of scrimmage, right? And it's so rare to have the sort of infrastructure that they have, um, you know, with like their veteran players on the offensive line, their veteran players on the defensive line. And, you know, we talked last year about how rare it was to have like a group of four players and Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, 
um, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, all on the same team, all have been there for over a decade, all playing positions up front. Uh, I think that that sort of stability that they've been able to establish on their offensive and defensive fronts has made it so they're going to be competitive year in and year out, game in and game out, almost regardless of what's around those guys. And now, you know, it looks like they're really good around those guys, you know, and the fact that they were able to bring their corners back, I think was surprising to a lot of people. He thought they would at least lose one of the two and they wind up getting both play and Bradbury back. You know, what they've been able to do a receiver and having AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, it's just, you know, you look at them bringing a lot of that infrastructure back. So they're there. Um, you know, I think other than that, like, I, I'm really looking at two teams in the NFC West, um, LeVar. Uh, one being the one you'd expect was the San Francisco, which might have the best roster in the conference. It's just what's going to happen at quarterback with them. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I think less people are paying attention to is Seattle. And I, I, I just, like, look at where they're at. And if Gino can replicate what he did last year, You've got a group of like rising young players in that team. You've got uh, you know the, the all the second year guys who had great years last year from from Kenneth Walker to you know to um, to the corners to Woolen and, um, and and Brian to the tackles. You know Charles Cross, Nate Lucas. Um, it just looks like the sort of draft class they had at the beginning of that their dynasty twelve thirteen years ago. You know it's the uh, you know, with uh, with the Thomases and the Chancellors and the and the Shermans and the Wagners and those guys, and then they've got you know two more first round picks coming this year, and Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and Jigba, and so I just like sort of look at Seattle and if they can get the same sort of play they got out of Geno this year that they got last year, I mean, man, now you're kind of cooking. You know what I mean? Like now you've got an ascending young roster. And a lot of guys on rookie contracts and a chance to be pretty competitive for the next few years. So those would be the three teams that I would have my eye on going into the year. Um, you know, it's just it, it, it's it, it's a good question though because you're just sort of scratching for teams. Whereas in the AFC, it's like man. There are going to be some really good teams that are going to miss the playoffs. He's Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. So, AB, I'm not even going to bring up, uh, I'm sure you're distraught about the Marcus Smart trade from the Celtics. Uh, so, I'm, I'm not even going to go there with you, but it is. It, <laughs> I'm okay. It, it does. I mean, you, oh, sorry, go ahead. You go. You go to bed thinking Marcus Brogdon was traded. You wake up finding out Marcus Smart was traded. It was a weird deal. It's yeah, it, 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 it's rough. But it does tie into this question, and you pointed this out in your mailbag uh, this week uh, for Sports Illustrated. So the obvious slam dunk, no pun intended, pick going atop the draft is Victor Wembanyama going to the yep. San Antonio Spurs. And apparently you've talked to some people in the NFL, and there's a Wemby coming to the league next year. Who is it? Caleb Williams. Um, I don't think anybody would be surprised by that, right? Like, and I, and maybe that's like a little hyperbole on my part, but I do think like where the parallel is 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 Wembyama um, is seen as like a once in whatever five years, ten years, whatever you want to call it, type of prospect, right? And I think that's the way that the NFL people are starting to look at Caleb Williams. And he still has to deliver this fall, right? Like, and I had somebody refer to it as like the mock draft folder. You know what I mean? Like that, like you've got like dealing with those expectations when you're a quarterback is something different, right? So he's going to have to deal with that. But, you know, like this is a guy who's already started as a true freshman at Oklahoma 
and was sort of had to be the guy to pull USC together in year one under Lincoln Riley. So he's played in pressure situations before and had a lot of pressure on him before. Um, and I, I just, you know, just having talked to people over the last two two weeks or so on on Caleb, it's just you just hear like the he's different. Like you don't have one of these every year. Like there's not very much there's not very much to pick apart in his game. I mean, I had somebody say to me like that they think he's Patrick Mahomes who can run who who like can run better. You know what I mean? Like mm. so you hear these things and it's just. I mean, like, look, like we still have, you know, a full season of college games to go with him, but like you hear just the the way that NFL types are talking about it. And I, I would say like, he's got a chance to be in that category now where we put, you know, and again, this isn't about who they became as NFL players, but who they were as prospects. And I think there've been four in my lifetime, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. Like, I think that those four guys, like, were sort of talked about differently coming into the league than almost anybody else. And at least at this juncture, it sounds like we might be talking about Caleb Williams that way when we get to March and April, which should lead to a pretty interesting situation for the worst teams in the league when we get to November and December. Hmm. Who, uh... We talk about offensive guys. I mean, do you have any defensive guys on your radar that people should Abdul Carter that people should be paying attention to <laughs> as prospects coming out? Possibly, well, you know, he's only going to be a, a sophomore. But the Curtis is Jacobs, Abdul Carter wearing the sticks. Uh, he he is wearing. He is a part of. Uh, he is the third. He is. Stick How'd you City know, Albert? How'd you know? Uh, I, I had a feeling he might be wearing a stick. Yeah. All right, but here we go. I'm coming out of the biased um, Curtis Jacobs, uh, uh, tw- number 23 linebacker. Uh, is there any? Uh, are there any prospects yeah. that you look at defensively that jump out at you? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I would say this. Like, and I'll, I'll take it like kind of globally here. Like, I, I had somebody tell me last. Um, I, I had a, I had a GM tell me like. Uh, either right before the draft or right after the draft that he thought that like the guys who will probably wind up being the top six picks in next year's draft would be the top six picks in this year's draft. And it's the two mm. quarterbacks. Wow. It's Marvin Harrison, from Ohio state. It's Olo Fashanu from Penn state. There yeah, you are. The lineman. Yeah. Yep. It's Brock Bowers from Georgia. And then the one defensive player who came up, was Dallas Turner from Alabama, okay. who a lot of people feel like is athletically like has a higher ceiling than Will Anderson had coming out. He played on the offensive wow. side of Anderson last year at Bama, um, and a lot of NFL folks feel like what Will Anderson lacked in sort of length and explosiveness, Dallas Turner has. Hmm. So. I think if you're talking about defensive prospects, like you have the five offensive guys I mentioned there, it sounds like Dallas Turner is going to be the defensive guy that you're going to be looking at, or at least NFL teams are going to be looking at going into the year. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, I always appreciate it. Are you on vacation this week? What's the plan with the fam? Not, uh, yeah, we're going to Nantucket tomorrow. So I guess the next time you'll be catching me, it'll be outside the, uh, the vacation house, which I – I, I regret to inform you the 
The reception. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's a price you pay, though. I mean, it's it's Nantucket. You sacrifice a little cell phone service. Not a big deal. It's all good. It's kind of my brand. It's kind of my brand now, too, right? Like yeah, of the, course. Uh, cell phone. Yeah, so we'll don't see you have goes. a don't you have a Twitter account called uh, Albert Breer's yes, cell phone? Yes, he does. Okay, dude. Yeah. Yes, well, no, that's does. Jonas's burner. No, it's far. not. These are just oh, <laughs> reckless accusations from Albert Breer here on a Thursday morning. Uh, Albert, have fun, man. You deserve it. Enjoy the time off. We'll Enjoy, do it again next my guy. Week. All right, thanks, guys. There he is, uh, the great Albert Breer. Again, get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.